Part 1, 4 Men, 7 Days, a version of speed dating. I want my articles to be around the 10 minute mark, so whenever I have a lengthier piece, I'll release it in a series. This blog needs some personal context before we get deeper into the sex industry goods. I think the who matters a lot when considering someone's story. I haven't shared much of myself to date. My podcasts were about guests revealing their stories, not about me. I need to give some personal context so my experiences and stories make more sense. Allons-y. A couple months ago, I went on a few first dates to meet potential matches. I rage-joined Bumble, the dating app, one Friday evening. More on this in my next series. And I'd committed to going on a handful of dates within the next week. I'm chaotically efficient when it comes to using dating apps. The handful of times I've joined, it's been for no more than a week, and involved quickly planning numerous first dates in my own version of quasi-speed dating. If none of these dates yielded chemistry, I wouldn't try again for several months. (laughs) This time, I had the app on my phone for three days, and planned dates with four men in seven days. In my experience, as a woman, using dating apps is overwhelming. There's too much selection. A high percentage of users are a match, and I never know if someone is actually going to talk back or want to meet or be who they claim, etc. I think my get-in, get-out plan is the most efficient, logical one, but I am biased. It's a bit volatile, but hey, I don't end up wasting tons of time talking to people I'll never meet. Meeting the first man was an utter mistake, something I was persuaded into literally minutes after joining the app on that same Friday evening. Always bad news to meet someone hastily, late at night. Though I had joined the app with the intent of meeting willing men, and I was getting what I asked for, wasn't I? I clarified I was seeking a relationship, so there would be no point in us meeting if he sought something casual. He said he shared my values. So, in that spirit, I suggested the bar down the street and met him half an hour later. He didn't live far, which was another big factor in my why-not-walk-down-the-street mentality at the time. I couldn't leave the date fast enough. There was nothing glaringly wrong with him, but I felt no chemistry and his advances grew more and more aggressive by the second. He thought it was okay to continually try to force himself on me. It was gross. I escaped after a couple hours, declining the offer to go to his place, and went to bed. The next few days, he sent many texts pleading, trying to turn my no into a yes. I ignored the majority, but then thought, hey, be a kind grown-up. Explain. Tell him I didn't see us dating, so dating, so going on another date didn't make any sense, but it was nice to meet him. Ha. He tried to convince me that he had been a gentleman by not forcing me to go back to his place where, quote, his dick would have surely been in my mouth in no time, end quote. (laughs) He said he'd been avoiding that to get to know me, and this was his reward? I know you can't see me, but I'm making a, I just smell garbage face. Ew. After several more messages, I blocked his number. He must have noticed the following day because I soon got texts from a new number saying it was him asking if I wanted to hang out. Ignoring is always the best policy. He stopped after that. Holy man, though, makes a girl want to stay single. I'm going to think twice before not being a blatant piece of shit that simply ghosts someone they don't like next time. The second man was nice, handsome but was traveling abroad the next day for a long period of time, and we never spoke again. I liked him, but looking back, he'd made a number of comments that I weren't sure were jokes or not. He'd apologized for all men and his gender, and called all men trash when I mentioned my bad date the other night. I mean, it's funny, but I hoped he wasn't serious. He'd made another joke saying he was in a big truck with the Freedom Convoy flags when he came to scoop me. 
I can appreciate the joke, but I support the Freedom Convoy. I don't know if he was really liberal or just poking fun. Men should absolutely not be apologizing for their gender, and any woman that asks or promotes as much should be ashamed. I tell you, you'll be begging for those men to act like their gender when shit hits the fan and you need a man to protect you from other men. The only reason civilized society exists is because men created it and continue to uphold it. Sure, not all men, but it is men nonetheless. Imagine a world with no recourse for committing a crime. Now imagine you're a young woman. It's not long ago men could just grab us and own us. Why can't they do that now in certain parts of the world? It's not because they fear women. Credit where credit is due. Not every man is due credit for upholding civilized society because not every man does, but it is their gender nonetheless. Obviously, I think women are the ultimate gender because I am one and we give life. Men will always be second best. The best men know this and value women, and the best women respect and appreciate men. We are different, but equally valuable and needed in society. Kiss, kiss. And protecting our individual freedoms may be the most pressing political issue every young person needs to start giving a shit about yesterday. The third man was wife shopping hard. Semi-retired, few years older than me. Attractive, but honestly, too metrosexual for my taste. Too effeminate. He shaved his arm hair. I knew I wouldn't be able to respect his version of masculinity. Not really. As a man, sure, but as a man in a relationship with me, no. That wouldn't be fair to him. I don't care if that makes me sound like a brat. It is what it is, and I know what I want in a man. And the answer is a lot of healthy, aka self-disciplined, masculine energy. I have a lot of feminine energy. I want what I lack around me. Feels like the most natural, primal desire. Date number three acted like a gentleman, though he wasn't much into deep conversation and didn't know many of the references or topics I was trying to chat about. He'd also insisted on physically feeding me the first few bites of everything we ordered at the restaurant. I'm not against it. It's cute, I guess. But with everything? Really? I wasn't prepared for how oddly kinky it felt. Not bad, just confusing and awkward for me because I'm not familiar with how to eat things when other people shove them in my mouth. Was I supposed to be sharing in the kink? Is it a kink or is it a loving gesture? Is this infantilizing? I don't know. He'd asked me around four times what I liked about him over the course of the evening. Nothing wrong with communication, but I just met you, man. I don't know you. Aside from the minor compliments I could give and did give, I had no idea. It would have been fake to claim I knew anything about him. He asked if I wanted to go to Brazil the next week as he loved the company. Asked if I wanted to move into his place with him next month. He wanted children and a wife and finally figured it all out within the last year or so. He hadn't realized just how much he valued traditional relationships and wanting a family and a woman to play the role of wife and mom. We were similar in that respect, which is probably what led us to go on the date in the first place. I found him endearing, but thought it was unwise to be so eager with just anyone. Granted, I didn't know if it was anyone or if it was just me. He did say it was the first good meeting he'd had in a long time. Men often feel a connection to me that I don't feel back, and I'm still surprised almost every time. A man I was sleeping with a few years ago heard me on the phone one day with a delivery man and told me to stop doing prostitute voice. He determined my demeanor was an act, the result of my having been a prostitute, but he got it wrong. It was my natural personality that allowed me to get away with being a prostitute. My third date and I had gone back to his place after dinner for another drink. 
I knew he didn't live far, as he said that he'd walked five minutes to meet me. His place was snazzy, not far from where I used to live downtown. He wanted me to sleep over and wasn't trying to take his clothes off. <laughs> he wanted to cuddle and actually sleep. I found it cute. Sadly for him, I'm extremely uncomfortable sleeping next to men I don't know very well. Overnights were tricky as an escort. I usually brought a sleep aid. No chance I could relax enough to sleep. I did a tiny bit of cuddling with my date and then ordered an Uber. He said I was a great catch and began to offer the world. I said I was sure he made women swoon and many would be enamored by his proposals. I walked over to the door and he grabbed my face as I put my heels back on and said, yes, but I'm offering it to you. I smiled, knowing then and there that it would never happen. I had a little daydream about the fun I could have with him in life on the ride home. And the next day, I texted him that I truly enjoyed his company in our evening, but didn't feel any chemistry. I felt he deserved his person, and that wasn't me. He thanked me for being honest and wished me all the best. And that's how you do it, folks. That's how you go on a date, and when it doesn't work out, you're both understanding and kind. He and I deserve a high five for that one. Two days later, the fourth man texted me to ask if I was still free in a couple days. I sort of forgot and had already given up on meeting someone for the remainder of the year by this point. I said I was free, so sure. I didn't know much about him other than I liked the structured, orderly way he texted back, and he said he liked how I presented my worldview. My bio on the dating app had read something along the lines of irrational, illogical, creative, good-hearted, read at least five books, Jordan Peterson fan, tried out modern feminism and found it's not for me. I want to appreciate a man for being a man in a relationship seeking to create a supportive, long-term love bubble full of support and encouragement. My profile turned out to be a real catnip for eligible men. It made me realize I never actually filled out any of the sections on dating apps before, and that probably was a reason I hadn't met people and matched with very well. The fourth man was a pleasant surprise. He knew every reference I brought up and more. Conversation flowed easily. He was intelligent and tuned in to my particular vibe. He was constantly unsatisfied with my purposely vague answers to this and that. He kept giving me a raised eyebrow, seeing if I'd go on or not, <laughs> hoping I would stop being so annoyingly withholding and ambiguous, but I wouldn't. His personality was like a human lie detector with a calm, cool, yet judgmental demeanor, but he swallowed his annoyance as it was a first encounter. I wasn't interested in sharing my whole story on the first date anymore. Sue me. I used to immediately disclose my sex work involvement, but friends advised me against it and said I should let someone get to know me a little bit first. They said people are judgmental, yada yada. Not to mention I was going to retire in a month's time. That alone seemed like a nightmare to try and explain. I still don't know what the right answer is, but disclosing that you've been paid for sex as a job tends to make the entire evening about that topic, so I avoided it on this occasion and opted to say I was a writer with a blog. I said the same thing to the other dates too, but they hadn't immediately sensed my omission like this man had. Is it weird I find it kind of kinky he instantly knew I was lying and didn't want to let me get away with it? It's hot. <laughs> I was a writer, albeit... I hadn't started regularly publishing just yet. I'd already written dozens of articles and was just waiting to grow a backbone any day now. Did that count? I'd been focusing on writing a book the last year and did have a podcast before, so that counted, right? It's not an outright lie. It's just not the entire truth. 
When we met for a second date a week later, he would effortlessly point out the glaringly obvious elephant in the room. It was helpful to a degree I couldn't have predicted. I was suddenly unable to ignore things I'd been trying to hide for years. I was faced with having to be honest with him and therefore myself or continue to live out this lie, this role I'd been playing. There was a glitch in the identity personality section of my brain and once he pointed directly at it and asked what, why, I had a choice to make. Not for him, but for me. His intolerance of knowingly hearing a lie was just the catalyst I needed. It was the opportunity to choose the truth I'd subconsciously been waiting for. And all because a stranger I respected was asking me the correct questions. Though, choosing reality meant a lot of turmoil, and I didn't know if I was ready to handle it. 